I'm in a series called How to Get Your Life Back. I was really excited about last week, and I believe that God is doing something. Did y'all enjoy last week? Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. And I believe, uh, I believe today's going to be great. Again, from 2 Corinthians 4.13, since we have this same spirit of faith, according to what was written, I believed and therefore I spoke. And we also believe and therefore speak. That's what we can control in moments like we're in right now. I can control my believing and I can control my speaking. And I'm going to get into that scripture in depth starting next week. But there is so much about our life right now that feels out of control, that feels beyond our control. But there is one thing that I can control. I can control what I believe and I can control what I say. And I believe that ultimately my believing and my speaking is leading my life. And so I want to look now at Genesis chapter 26. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2, and then I'm going to skip to verse 12. Genesis chapter 26, verse 1. A severe famine now struck the land, as had happened before in Abraham's time. Everyone say, nothing new. Nothing new, nothing new. Type that in the chat if you can. Nothing new. It's nothing new. So Isaac moved to Gerar where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. And the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Genesis 26, now verse 12. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, for the Lord blessed him. He became very rich, and his wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herds and cattle, and the uh, and and that the servants uh, excuse me and that the Philistines became jealous of him. That the Philistines became jealous of him. One more time, verse two. The Lord appeared to Isaac. Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. But do as I tell you. We're talking about how to get your life back, and I want to talk today from the subject one word from God. Want just one word from God can change your entire life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. It has truly changed my life. It has led my life. It has directed my life. It has set the course of my life. And Lord, I prayed this so often. It's just one word from heaven can change everything. And I'm praying for that right now. For every person who is joining in on this service, let somebody get one phrase, one sentence, one idea, one thought, one verse that would change their entire life. I thank you that one word from God can change everything. In Jesus' name, and the whole church said amen and amen and amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate this worship team. Can we show our love to this team? They've been so... Incredible. Verse 1 tells us that Isaac finds himself in a famine. It was new to him, but famines were not new. You know we're there right now, right? This whole, this whole virus thing is new to us, but it's not new. You know that even the debates about masks are, are, are new to us, but they were, they were having those debates back in 1918. 
There's nothing new under the sun, the book of Ecclesiastes says. Isaac is facing his first famine, but it was not God's first famine. I want to tell you, maybe you're facing your first pandemic, but this is not God's first pandemic. This might be your first recession as an adult, but this is not God's first recession. This might be the first time you've dealt with losing a job, but this is not God's first time dealing with his people having to deal with these situations. And it might be new to you, and I understand the fear that comes with new. I, I understand the worry that comes with new. I understand the unknown that comes with new. But if, if I could just build your faith for a moment, not making light of it, just reminding you what is new to you is not new to God. And what is new to you is not new to generations before you. And I want to tell you, if they made it, you're going to make it. Hey, Isaac, if Abraham made it, you're going to make it. Hey, America, if God has sustained us so far, he's going to continue to sustain us. I know it's new to us, so it comes with new fears and new worries and new ideas and new thoughts. And, 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 you're, and you're, there's so much new emotion that is never, because here's the phrase we keep hearing. I've never dealt with this before. These are unprecedented times. Don't you miss precedented times? I, I can't wait to just get back to precedented. Isn't that going to be awesome? I can't wait for a boring day. I can't wait for a precedented Thanksgiving where I'm just mad at my family, but nobody's dying. Come on, somebody like, I'm tired of typing in these unprecedented, I'm tired of emails and Zoom and, and it's new to us and it's real to us and I'm not making light of it. I'm just telling you Hey, Isaac, what you're dealing with, Abraham dealt with. And before Abraham, somebody else dealt with it. <laughs> and what we're facing today, other people faced. And there's, there is confidence in that. There is assurance in that. Well, Jabin, I believe this is a new kind of crazy. I believe this is the end of the world. Well, that, that's good. Then Jesus is coming back. But, but. But either we're in another season that people have faced before or we're going home. Amen. But either way, we don't have to lose our faith. Right. <laughs> now we know in, in not only in this text that the Bible reminds us about Abraham, but we know that Abraham also faced a famine. And so we have found ourselves in something that is very new to us but was not new. Surprising to us, not surprising to God. Shocking to us, but God is still on the throne. Let me have an amen. amen. No one entered into 2020 expecting this. No one expects famine. But I want to remind somebody the famine is not bigger than God. I'll take one more amen before I move on. Okay, the pandemic is not greater than God. This virus is not stronger than God. And, I, and I'm, I've just come to remind the church, you can get your life back. You can still live. You can still love. You can still move forward. You can still dream. 
and you can still take territory even in a famine, even in this season. So let me give you three things from the text that are going to build your faith today. Number one, don't hit pause. Well, you know, post-COVID, I don't know when that is. That's another phrase I'm tired of. You know, post-COVID, we're going to, when? Stop hitting pause. Uh, see, when, when, the, when the famine hit, here was Isaac's temptation, and we know this from the word. I'm going to go hide out in Egypt till it's over. How do you know that? Because that was God's first instruction to him. Don't go to Egypt. You know who did go to Egypt? His dad. When Abraham faced his famine, him and Sarah packed up and went straight to Egypt and got in a whole bunch of trouble. And now God tells Isaac, don't do what dad did. Don't, don't do what's reasonable get one word from God. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Get a word from, don't do what dad did and grandpa did and uncle did and auntie did and this is how everyone in my family does this. Get a word from God. Don't just repeat history. Make your own history. I'm talking about get a word from God. Because see, Egypt was, Egypt in the Bible represents the world. It represents the world's way of doing things. When I say the world, I'm not talking about planet Earth. I'm talking about the world system. And God knows that there will always be a temptation to go back to the world's thinking, the world's fears, how the world does it. So God says, don't go down to Egypt. Egypt is always down in the Bible. It's always in a valley in the Bible. Egypt is always a descent. Egypt is always going lower. Egypt is always losing ground. Egypt is always, I'm not going to do this God's way. I'm going to let Egypt tell me what to do. This is it. This is what everyone does. This is what everyone thinks. This is what everyone fears. This is just how life is now. Everyone in famine went down to Egypt. It made sense. They had resource. They were big enough to survive the moment. Now, when I say this, I'm not talking about being goofy. We're, we're, we're all doing our best. We're all, we all got our hands sanitized. We got our masks on. We wash our hands 4,000 times a day. I'm not talking about like be dumb. But, but I'm not just taking my cues from Egypt alone. I'm talking about one word from God. I'm not saying that Egypt didn't have resource. I'm just saying God has more. <laughs> I'm not saying Egypt didn't have money. I'm just saying God has more. I'm not saying Egypt didn't have food. I'm just saying God has more. I believe God has more. I believe God is my source. I believe Egypt is a terrible source. I believe Egypt's economy goes up and goes down. I believe Egypt one day is good and one day it's bad. I believe that God has a different way for his people. Amen. And the lie we believe in this moment is maybe we can just survive the moment. But there's, there's no way we could thrive. 
But I want to declare in the name of Jesus for anybody who's got faith today, you can thrive. I'll take a clap right there. You can thrive. Not just survive. Not just go hang out in Egypt and eat off of Egypt. But you can get one word from God that changes everything. One idea. One dream. One strategy. One business thought. One step of faith. One investment. One thing. You can thrive, not just survive. I guess I'll just go to Egypt. Hit pause and wait post-COVID. <laughs> Let me remind you, you can be creative in this season. You can get a God idea for your life in this season. You can hear from heaven in this season. God has not stopped talking. God did not stop moving. And one word from God changed everything for Isaac, and I believe one word from God can change everything. I'm talking about getting your life back, y'all. Isaac, don't go down to Egypt. I have a place for you. I have an instruction for you. I have a miracle for you. Don't go down to Egypt, verse 2, but do as I tell you. God never tells us to obey just to obey. There's always something on the other side of your obedience that God has for you. Isaac doesn't reap in Egypt. He only reaps where God assigned him to go. Number two, number two, everything is a seed. Everything is a seed. Verse 12, so Isaac stayed in the land. Isaac obeyed the instruction. And Isaac planted in famine. In famine. So the choice is to either look at where you're at and give up. Or look at where you're at and choose your desired future. See, we, we believed a lie that, that, that our choices don't matter. That, that somebody else is making all of our choices for us. That, that, that we don't have the power to choose and we don't have the power to create. That's a lie from hell. Isaac sowing seed ensured his future. Oh my God. It's, this is nothing like you'll hear in, 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 in our culture. Because our culture is, if, if you don't like your life, it's somebody else's fault. And you can find somebody to blame. And, and God's economy, and I don't just mean uh, money, I mean God's design for your life is you can sow, you can reap. Everything is a seed. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so when I sow, Isaac sowed in famine. When I sow, and I don't just mean money, here's what I'm saying. Every deed is a seed. Every deed is a seed. Thank you, Pastor Phil Muncy. Every deed is a seed. I mean, I take God's word seriously when he said, do everything is under the Lord. 
We, okay, so just so you know, even in this season, you, you are sowing. You are. You may not know it, but you are because every deed is a seed. What you're doing right now is setting you up for the future. Isaac sowed in famine, not post-famine. I guess I'll wait on this seed until the famine ends. I guess I'll, I guess I'll start living again when the famine ends. No, he said, I'm going to sow right now because I have a word from God. I take ser- when, I, when I talk about every deed as a seed, I take seriously Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Do not be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, he's going to harvest a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. Not weed, weeds. <laughs> but the one, <laughs> he's got to make that clear. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good. Because this moment will end. This, we, we will come out of this. And at the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all. Let me just give you some phrases real quick that I want in your spirit. Again, I'm not just talking about sowing financially. I'm talking about your life. When I sow, I determine my future. When I sow, I ensure God's provision. When I sow, I open a door for God to move in my life. When I sow, I tell God, I still believe he has a future for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if I think tomorrow's going to be worse than today, I ain't going to do anything today. I'm going in a survival. I'm going to go hang out in Egypt. I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up on, on, on what God has for me in my future. But, but when I sow, when I make right decisions today, even in famine, I'm telling God, I still believe you have a future for me. I still believe you have greater things for me. Now, now God speaks to, to Israel in Jeremiah 29 in a season that we kind of feel like we're in right now. They were in captivity to their enemy. They were in oppression to their enemy. And look at what God says to them. This is so amazing. Now, we all know Jeremiah 29, 11. I say we all know. Most church people know Jeremiah 29. I know the th- thoughts I have for you. Declares the Lord, plans for good and not for evil, plans to give you a future and a hope. And it's like, yeah, it's my scripture. Okay, there are other verses in Jeremiah 29. <laughs> and 11 is even more awesome if you know what was happening. So they're in captivity. Their, their prophets are saying, this is it, it's over. Go hide in a bunker with some dehydrated food. It's on. Bill Gates is going to get us. Okay, that's what their prophets are saying. Right? That's where we're at? Okay. And I'm not saying... That's wrong if you believe that. Believe whatever the heck you want. I'm just saying that's what their, their prophets were saying. It's over. So now here is God's word to them. 
Here is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives who are exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Here we go. Build homes. Should I like, I don't know if I should buy a house right now. Maybe I'll buy a house post-COVID. <laughs> and plan to stay. Plant gardens. And eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. I, 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 know, I know couples right now with, with, with little babies that would have had their children right before COVID. And it has been the joy of their life to have that little baby with them through this season. If, if they wouldn't have got pregnant pre-COVID, you know what they'd be saying? Well, we're going to try for a baby post-COVID. And they would have missed out on the joy. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Multiply. Don't dwindle away on Facebook. Scrolling all day. Let me find some other bad news. This is my scroll finger. Y'all like that? Scroll with me, scroll with me, scroll. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies say, the God of Israel. Don't let your prophets and fortune tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon trick you. Don't listen to their dreams. If y'all share one more prophecy on social media, I'm going to throw up. Brace yourself. Get ready. Like maybe that's going to happen. But that's not what God says to prepare for. Why would a new prophet who has zero credibility in the body of Christ, but their YouTube went viral, why would their prophecy have more weight in your life than this? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's happening with this. I don't know. I don't know what's next. I hope it's good. I don't know. But here's what I do know. So I'm sticking with what I do know. Because they're telling you lies in my name. I haven't sent them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. You'll be in Babylon for 70 years. In other words, yeah, you're going through hell right now, but it ain't going to be forever. There is an expiration date on your pain. This is not how your story ends. There are better days in your future. So don't hide out because when the 70 years ends, what are you going to give your children? But then I will come and do for you all the good things I promised and I will bring you home again. In other words, I'm going to take you out of Babylon and bring you back to Israel. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. I will give you a future and a hope. And in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I don't know when this season is going to end, but I know it will end. 
And it's either going to end with, we're going to move on from this, or it's going to end with the Lord's going to return. So, that, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to put my life on pause. Because this is not the commandment of God. The commandment of God is not freak out and hide. The commandment of God is live, sow, have babies, get married, seek peace and prosperity. That's the commandment of God. So that's where I'm sticking out. Start the business, make the investment, buy the house, dig the garden, do whatever you got to do. Jesus said it like this, occupy till I come. So I'm still dreaming. I'm still sowing. I'm still thriving. And people think I'm crazy. And y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. People say we're wasting our time. People say, let's wait till the famine is over. But the devil is a liar. <laughs> this is not our end. We're not going to die in this famine. Isaac received one word from God in a famine, and it changed everything for his life. And I declare we can get a word from God in this season. Come on, somebody say amen. That can change everything for our life. One word from God. You can get your life back. You can get your life back. I'm not making light of the moment. It is amazing, though, that Paul says that, huh? He says multiple times in the New Testament, these light and momentary afflictions as they're being fed to lions. Y'all, these light and momentary afflictions as they're being dipped in oil and lit on fire for Nero's gardens. These light and momentary afflictions as families are being separated and thrown in prison. These light... Y'all, let me just remind you what we're going through in 2020 are light yes. and momentary yes. afflictions. Yes. And they will not compare to the overwhelming, he calls it weight of glory that is to come. Everything is a seed. Everything is a seed. Everything is a seed. And everything I do today affects tomorrow. Lastly, lastly, God is bigger than this famine. God is bigger than this famine. Verse 12, and he reaped a hundredfold. Here's why. Because the Lord blessed him. Because the Lord blessed him. Everyone else, let me have the keys come up. Everyone else is thinking famine. Everyone else is thinking, I got to get to Egypt. Everyone else was thinking survival. But Isaac got one word from God. And Isaac obeyed that one word from God. And the Lord blessed Isaac for it. I just want to ask, what are you, what are you expecting? It's time to change our expectations. It's time to raise our expectation. It's time to believe that God is bigger than this famine. I'm talking about get your life back. I'm talking about one word from God. I'm talking about leaving survival, going into thriving. What are you expecting? 
want you to think about that this week. I want you to pray about that this week. I want you to wrestle with that this week. God, I am, I am believing. I am expecting. I am trusting. I am believing that I'm going to see something that I've never seen before. So I'm asking you today to pray again, to dream again, to praise again, to believe God again, to sow again, to reap again, to maybe change your language, to change some words that you've just been saying over and over and over and over again that have just become normal to you, but they're just absolutely destroying your faith. I am not saying this season is easy. I am not saying tomorrow's just going to, everything's going to go back to how it was. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that God is bigger than this. And our faith has to rise above where we've been. You know, um, they talk about with presidents that that there are, are wartime and peacetime presidents. And you just got to, you have to settle in. Isaac never denied the famine. And you just have to settle in that, that the moment we're in is wartime. It's not peacetime. Well, man, everything I was doing in January, it's not working right now. Yeah, because that was peacetime. Well, February was amazing, but yeah, well, that was peacetime. But now we're in wartime. So just settle into that. And then raise your faith for this new thing. It's going to require a little more faith. It's going to require a little more strength. It's going to require a little more courage. It's not going to come as easy as it came maybe. But we're not denying the famine. We're not denying the moment. We're not denying the season. We're just saying God's still bigger than the famine, still bigger than the season, still bigger than the moment. And Isaac sowed. And in that same year, in the same year, everyone say the same year. Say it again. Come on, the same year. And in the same year, he reaped. (sighs) Is your faith rising? Come on. Oh, come on, give the Lord praise. In the same year. And I believe that for you. Wherever you're at, wherever you're watching this, just take a moment to lift your hands and rest in the faithfulness of God, the promises of God in the same year. So here is my declaration over you. I declare that you will reap in the same year. I declare God is blessing you. I declare God is making a way where there seems to be no way. I I, I declare that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to his power that works within us. I declare in the same year from the worst year to the best year in the same year. 
Oh God, let it be so in the name of Jesus. Bless your people. I pray for ideas. I pray for creativity. I pray for opportunity. I pray for open doors. In Jesus' name, get your life back. In Jesus' name, believe God again. In Jesus' name, trust Him. Don't you dare go down to Egypt. I have a place for you. Right now, there's people who do not know the Lord, never given your life to Christ. Pray with me. There's people who need to rededicate their life. Pray with me. Give your life to him. Trust him. I want everyone in this room to pray with me and every person watching to pray as well. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. So I turn from my old life. I turn towards you. And I declare, Jesus is Lord of my life. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that. You're my God, you're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Oh, and here I am to worship, here I am to bow. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy. You're all together wonderful. Let's just lift our hands, respond to the word. Here I am, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. To worship you, I live 
to worship you. I live, I live to worship you. Tell the Lord that, tell the Lord that, say, to worship you. I live to worship you. I live, I live to worship you. Trusting you, Lord, we're trusting you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I pray for people who cannot sleep, struggling with that in Jesus' name. I declare God's perfect peace, guarding your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you that you said you would give your beloved rest. I declare rest strength the depression and oppression that visits at night in the name of Jesus I declare it gone and I declare the rest of God and the peace of God be upon the homes of your people in Jesus name I drive out every work and force of the enemy that would try to steal kill and destroy from your people the abundant life of Jesus flow now through every family in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah somebody say amen and amen praise God come on